0: buddy, and welcome to the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. This is episode 291. It's a spotlight, uneven show with me, Jim. And I'm going to be talking about two books tonight, two books that aren't exactly the most popular on the block. Uh, the, the boys do not come to the backyard for these books, but somebody's got to do them, right? <laughs> I mean, somebody has to, and that someone is me. I'm going to be talking about Harley Quinn number 73 and Amethyst number three. But before I get into that, let me tell you where you can find this all around town. There we go. We are on Twitter at Weird Science DC. We have a website, Weird Science DC Comics dot com, where you can go and read my written reviews of the Harley Quinn and the Amethyst that we're going to talk about tonight. We also have a YouTube channel that I'm starting to put a lot more videos on, Ego, and it's uh, Weird Science Comics is what it is. I don't know why I couldn't spit that one out. But yeah, Weird Science Comics on YouTube where I have a bunch of Marvel and DC videos, news, reviews, everything. Uh, Yeah, it'd be great if you'd go there and subscribe to that And also we have a Patreon if you want to thank us or help us out for all the things that we do, both DC and Marvel, and get a ton of shows. In return, go to patreon.com slash weird science. At the end of this month, because DC is putting out things on Tuesdays, we will be having a fifth Tuesday in annuals week. And if you're not aware, that's where it's pretty low, Jim. We have all of those shows, including the ones that are normally on the regular feed that week. On the Patreon, it's something to have the Patreons have something special You know, once in a while, a couple times a year So if you want to listen to all those uh, We'll keep talking about that as we get closer and closer Go to the Patreon And one of the things that we do on the Patreon as well as each week The bad butts of the Get Fresh crew Beep boop, I can't curse on this one You end up having uh, two books that they pick That me and Eric talk about at length, we ended up, I think it was an hour and 20 minutes or so for this episode and what we ended up having because they picked it, Batman Secret Files number three and Joker 80th Anniversary Super Spectacular number one, two pretty big books that came out this week. So if you wanted to hear me and Eric talk about those you'd have to go to the Patreon because those are Patreon exclusives. But let's get on with these books right now, starting with Harley Quinn number 73. All right, and Harley Quinn number 73, it's chapter four, Lost and Found of the California or Death arc here. It's written by Sam Humphreys, art by Sammy Bassery, colors by Hi-Fi, and letters by Dave Sharp. And I don't like what Sam Humphreys does on this book. I really don't like what Sam Humphreys does on any book that he's done recently. Uh, the last thing that I like that he has done was probably the first arc of the Green Lanterns book. And, yeah, I'm not a big fan. And so Harley, which is a character I do like, ended up, you know, I kind of got away from the book. And I did come back to it, though, and I caught up on everything. And when you ended up having the arc with Harley, the one before this one, having Harley's mom die... It it was pretty good. Sam Humphreys did end up, you know, coming through with a character that usually is fart jokes and and in your face, but, you know, and making more of it, making it more of a a feels. And you really did feel for. Now, I think that that kind of went to his head. Uh, Kind of like how, you know, Tom King and that Kite Man nonsense, where all of a sudden now you can't escape it. So when she ends up going off to California to seemingly forget about her mom, get away from the hero life, Sam Humphreys is just going to that well. And so she ends up becoming, quote unquote, best friends with a woman named Alicia that we barely knew. We hardly knew ye, Alicia. And We're supposed to have these big feelings for Alicia, who may have been murdered or may have committed suicide. But with that ping-ponging back and forth throughout this whole arc, I'm just left standing on the side saying, I I don't have a horse in this race because I didn't really know Alicia. And it seems as if Sam Humphreys is just going with the idea, well, I'll I'll throw somebody else dying with Harley, and people are going to eat this up and love it. And really, he's right. It's crazy because you go and look at the reviews and all these reviews. Oh, man, he's really hitting the heartstrings. He's really getting to. But we don't know the character. And it seems as if he's forgotten, you know, any sort of story, any sort of setup of a story. And with that, too, you get a weird juxtaposition of him trying to have fun, but then having suicide. Then let's have a gag and let us have Nazis. Let's end up having a hoot here, and then we're going to have awful real estate developers in one of the most superficial social commentaries I've, I've ever read. It's nonsense. But you end up starting this with Harley drinking it up. She's drinking champagne like a model straight out of the bottle. Can you imagine that at the poolside of old Jonathan Whittleson? And, again, Jonathan Whittleson has been mentioned. We know that he's a, quote, bad guy, like a Billie Eilish would probably say, Fancy. right? I don't have any Billie Eilish. Going, but So, y- you had his name mentioned when Harley worked at this internet farm bank thing and all these stuff. So, you end up with Harley thinking that Whittleson killed Alicia. Now, Whittleson is also seems to be the money man for the wrestling, all this, but because we really don't know Whittleson either, you end up having a weird aside where I think what Sam Mavries is going with is almost like, okay, I I really can't have Whittleson in this story kick a dog and smack a baby. So after Whittleson says to Harley, oh, listen, Harles, I'm a big fan. I love that, you know, Harleen the Queen wrestling. Oh, ma, you're the greatest. But your friend Alicia... She killed herself. She committed suicide. Harley, no way. I don't believe it. Well, unfortunately, I do have evidence, and I'm going to show you that. Well, when they're walking to his office to get the evidence, you have to make something in here, I guess, to make him a bad guy, make him not a good fella here. So as he's walking, and after we get Charity XO, which, please, somebody pull the plug on her. She is so annoying. The, this narration with this hocus-pocus astrology stuff, so stupid. Well, You end up having Whittleson, who you can already tell that the guy's a jerk. I mean, you walk down the hall, and all he has is pictures of himself on the wall. Whoever's he, Eric Shea? Uh, I'm telling you, you really got to watch that. So he's walking down with Harley with the zapper gun on him, and out of nowhere, hey, um, guess what I do, Harley? I actually – and I don't know if you've ever heard this because this is going to blow your mind. I buy up low-income housing, low-income apartments. Guess what I do with them? I demolish them and then – blow your mind. I make expensive apartments in their place. Can you get that? I mean, can you believe it? And Harley says, well, what about the families? She's from New York City. This has happened for you know forever. There, like she's never heard this. What happens to the families then? Do you put them up in the expensive apartments? Well, no, Harley. If they can't afford it, they're out on the streets. I mean, I'm telling you, is he twirling his mustache as he's tying a lady to the tracks? It's so. It's just. It's so surface level nonsense. Again, this is the. Social commentary version of I'm gonna have him kick a dog and smack a baby because he's got to be a bad guy. And yeah, and he thinks this is the greatest scheme. Nobody's ever heard of it. Somebody get all to Humphreys, tell him that this is pretty much everything that goes on. And yeah, it's not good. I'm not saying that, but to make this this like wow moment nonsense. So they go into his office, and you end up having Whittleson say, I'm sorry, Harley, I, I am really a fan of yours. But Alicia, she killed herself. Now, Harley says, where's the jade feather? It's almost like the pearl is in the river. Where is the jade feather? And that is the medallion that Alicia had used. It's a super powered medallion. I'm going to be very generic with its power because you really didn't know. And. It was missing. When Harley went in, Alicia's body was there in the locker room shower area of the backstage wrestling. And she was dead. And the jade feather was missing. Now, we will get back to this. And this is the idea of because the jade feather is missing doesn't mean that necessarily Alicia was murdered or committed suicide either or. If she was murdered, then somebody could have stole the jade feather. If somebody walked by and was a piece of crap and saw a dead woman with the jade feather, which was well known to everybody wrestling, they could grab it. Yeah, that's awful. It's an awful thing to do. But, you know, wrestlers, you know what I'm saying. I mean, Rick Rude, he definitely would have grabbed that jade pen. He would have, he would have ran off with it. He would have been gyrating and all. There's a little, like, lipstick mark thing on his trunks, Doing. I'm trying to gyrate. I can't. I just hurt my back. But, yeah, so just because of this. Now, this is what hardly uses the evidence later. Oh, my, you have the jade feather. Then that means that Alicia was murdered. No, it doesn't. And so this goes on, and, and you're going to get so many forced things because nothing was set up. Nothing in this was set up. We have just meandered around this murder mystery. Is it murder? Is it suicide? What is this, that, and the other thing? And never really had anything but what Sam Humphrey seemed to think were goofy situations that we don't have anything. So he has to force this issue. He has to force this thing where Whittleson says, well, after Alicia died, this doesn't, my boys pulled something from the mail. And I, I ended up doing a video review of this. It, it's a little quicker than what this will be. But what does that mean? What what does it mean that my boys pulled something out of the mail? This would be like me going to Whittleson. He's like, I said, oh, man, you know, I don't know what happened. I didn't get paid this week. Well, my boys pulled something from the mail. Here's your check. And I'd say, here's my fist. You jerk. Harley doesn't question this at all. Harley doesn't say like, the hell are you going through Alicia's mail? Like, why would you ever mail? Your boys pulled something from the mail. That doesn't make sense, but it has to be forced because we don't have any other connection to have Whittleson end up having the suicide note from Alicia. That's what this is. That's pretty much supposed to go to Becca, her daughter. Why would you pull this out of the mail? Also, it appears... That it is sealed in an envelope. But yet he knows what this is now. Again, if you're going to go with the idea that by the M. Whittleson is guilty, they ended up forging this note. Which he does say to Harley, hey, you're going to recognize that it is Alicia's, you know, penmanship. It's her John Hancock on the bottom. Uh, You can go with the idea. but, But Harley's there and she should not be that dumb that she's like, oh, I'm not going to look into this at all. Here's the letter. Like, why isn't she asking all these questions here? She's not a dummy. And so he gives her the letter and it ends up, you know, having it's a suicide note. Dear Beck, I'm so sorry. And I love you so, so much. And I'm getting too old for wrestling. My body's breaking down. I can't keep up the struggle. I'm no good for anything else. And I can't take care of you. Basically, mama's going to kill herself and you'll be better off, you know. Hilarious! This is what I love, and a funny book. Oh, my, a suicide note! And by the end, what you get is Harley saying, "Oh my God, but think right now in the here and now where we're at this in this issue." You're playing up the deal that it is a suicide. It, it might be a red herring. We'll have to find out later. But why? Why are we dancing around murder, suicide, suicide, murder to make everything just awful? This is awful. This is disgusting how this is used. It's a suicide that's being played up as a prop. Just ridiculous. So you end up having Harley. She reads the letter and takes it home to Becca, who, you know, I don't know, freaks out. Which you would also I do have to mention I did in the video where when you have At the bottom I love you forever I wish they would have messed up and put Becca's Mom instead of mom that would be hilarious Ah yes so there's Becca reading it she's reading Her mom's suicide note Freaks out and Yells to Harley you promise you promised Me that she didn't kill herself You promised me you were going to find her killer I you know I'm not better Off without her She smashes things And then leaves. You end up having Harley say, Becca, stop, baby. And Becca says, get away from me. You're crazy. Go investigate your stupid conspiracy theories. Slams the door. So then you get that play where you have the Sam Humphreys deal where he wants to get the feels where Harley's going to take a picture of her smiling until she really means it. A, a, A little girl just left her apartment crying. And pretty much that her mom, she just read the suicide note. Who knows what she's going to go off and do? I know that she yelled at Harley. Harley, get your ass, especially as a psychiatrist. Get your ass out there and find her right now and make sure she's not going to do something to herself. This is disgusting. Again, I might be a prude, but, you know, <laughs> I might be a prude, but I didn't know Rick Rude. Right? That's what I've I said. But my yeah, dreams. so what does Harley do instead of going and finding Becca? She smashes some things with a bat and then gets drunk and goes to see Booster Gold, who is now doing, uh, he's coaching a football team, the Hawks, go Hawks, of the Hollywood Academy. And, you know, there's Booster, he's got his shades on, he's got his hat. I actually have liked the way that Booster is portrayed by Sam Humphreys in this book. But Harley, our lead, who, again, just gave a suicide note to a daughter of a, and she ran off, and she's going to get drunk and go try to make out with Booster. And this is supposed to be fun. This is supposed to, and and this is where this book infuriates me at points is you don't get set up. you do, It's just, let's jump from scene to scene. Are we supposed to forget about, you know, the awfulness? Uh, and whether or not at the end, which I would assume that maybe there's going to be some weird thing, shade Feather, you're going to have the soul. It's going to be wonky. But you'll get maybe Alicia back. But she's not back here, and she's not back on this page, and she's not back when we're reading a suicide note. So whatever you have in your mind, Sam Humphreys, that you think it's going to be better, it doesn't make it better. And, and all these people with 10 out of 10s and stuff like that, please. I, I mean, really. really. I don't really need any of that stuff. No, so you end up having Harley. She wants to make out with Booster. Booster doesn't want to make out with her. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm falling for Booster. Gross. <laughs> Runs away. Oh, my. Hilarious. And now she's going to drink up some more and go visit, you know, charity EXO with her hopers and dreamers, hustlers and schemers. Yeah, and she's gonna do her mumbo jumbo, and you end up where Harley shows up. Hey, I want to know about things, and we get you know the classic deal of well, but the the starfish is creeping up on the edges. King of the mutable water signs, at which is working against you. You're the Amazon and the detective, and you crave and you have authority. And you, i t- nonsense. Uh, just please, and and yet you, you know you're you're there, and you're putting in you know bold faced authority. Starfish Detective We get it (laughs) We get it And I want to give it back I want to return it And I don't have a receipt I just want to return it With your nonsense. So yeah Now Charity XO Is going to Be drinking out of the bottle Like she's a model as well With Harley Harley wants to know What should I do You know Charity XO You're there with the stars Aligning and things like that Well what should I do And Charity (laughs) I don't know That's not my powers. So why are you here? Why why did we go here? And then Harley says, oh, I get it. I should go off and punch people and things. That means that I should go and do the wrestling again. Even though the last time I was there, I pretty much, to the world, accused Babyface, the main manager guy, uh, murder, and said that everybody else was involved and they were trying to kill me and I got out of there by Booster Gold. But I'm just going to go back and wrestle because, you know, Whittleson says he likes me. So she goes back. She's Harleen the Queen. And now we get the fun times of the Nazi, the Nazi wrestler, the super uber mensch shepherd who is in his Nazi outfit all pumped up. He's ready to pump you up. He looks like he's roiding and he does have roid and Plus, he's a Nazi. So there you go. And everybody's booing. As babyface, he still has the bandage around his head. He's, he's announcing, Sh- Shepard the Ubermensch. Yeah, and everybody's boo, boo, right? And here's the joke this to me is the only attempt at maybe a joke this whole issue. And uh, boy, it, it's an epic fail. Sh- Harley says, Hey, Shepard, <laughs> are, are they booing you or are they shouting, Ubermensch is a disgusto dumpster dump? Now, I'm going to repeat this. Repeat it with me. Say it out loud with me so that we can all enjoy the classic dialogue of, Hey, Shepard, are they booing you? Or are they shouting, Ubermensch is a disgusto dumpster dump? Well, unfortunately, they're booing him. You can see that. That's not funny. That That's not funny at all. It, really. Yeah. So Harley is going to fight him. And they start fighting, you know, and you get to see a Nazi getting the crap kicked out of him. Everybody likes that now and again. And as she's fighting, though, she sees a glint of green. Oh, my goodness. It is the Jade Feather medallion. Shepard the Ubermensch has it. So Harley grabs it. And this is where I said before, she yells, it was stolen. Alicia was murdered. That that doesn't mean that. Like I said, you can have a real piece of crap that walked in, somebody committed suicide, and starts picking pockets, grabbing wallets, you know, making up rhymes and solving some crimes. You can have all of that going on. But because, again, nothing was set up in this entire story, you just have to make it happen. Oh, my God, out of nowhere, even though this, you know, wrestler, Shepard, Doesn't seem to be having any powers with the jade feather medallion that he has. And why would he wear it, especially since it was off of a dead woman, a dead woman who supposedly is best friends with the person he's wrestling? Why would he be wearing it? It's stupid. Uh, You end up where she's like, all right. And then she just really goes to town on Shepard saying, you know, who did this? What's going on? You end up having. In babyface, he wants to stop the fight. You know, he he thinks that this is old. You know, Drago. He, he's gonna end up, you know, killing Apollo Creed here. You know, stop the fight. But they're not stopping the fight, even though he's the manager of the whole deal and can just stop the fight, but he doesn't. And you end up having Harley beating the crap out of Shepherd, and they he ends up. At babyface told me to do it, uh, but there's somebody else involved who. Tell me who it is You don't want to know It's a lady She's crazy No, no, I want to know Oh, she's an old lady She's a real pet No, no, tell me Yeah, she probably likes ribbon candy And actually drives pretty bad And yells at clouds Who is it? It's Granny Goodness Oh my Granny Goodness And that's how you end it And that ties into the beginning Of Sam Humphrey's run You know, at least you have that But yeah, I found this issue to be appalling Is what I thought I I thought it was terrible. I love the art. Sammy Bassering, ah, you you get the the, the bell of the ball here. Your art was great. His art always is on this. He draws an awesome Harley. Everything looks fantastic. The story is beyond nonsense. This is offensive. And I know, again, I must be the only one. Because I looked at the reviews and they go like 10, 10, 9, 8. And then mine... Which is a 3.5. And I thought I was being generous, but then I think, you know, the art's too good. The art's a 10 out of 10. The story is a negative 13. It's just nonsense. It's complete and utter horse poopy manure. I hated it, but I can at least calm down now, now that you know that. And we're going to move on. And what are they saying, boo? Or Boo urns. I can't tell. I can't tell so you. You better check yourself. Ah, uh, yes, but we're going to move on now to Amethyst. All right, and it's Amethyst number three, written and art by Amy Reader, Colors by Marissa Louise and letters by Gabriella Downey. And I really did like the first issue of Amethyst. The second issue, it was a little down, but I did like... The You know, it looked like Amy Reader had done some work, did some homework. I'm a huge Amy Reader fan. I love Moon Girl. So I'm down with this. When it was announced, I didn't even need to care about what book it was. And and I don't mind Amethyst. I, I'm not a Gemworld hater like Eric is, but Eric even liked that first issue. Again, the second one kind of meandered a bit. You're having Amethyst go around to try to... You know, convince the other houses of Gemworld to help her in a battle that she finds out last issue to go get Lord Opal to get her parents back. Their parents aren't dead. They seem to be encased in Amethyst in the Lord Opal Castle as well as all of the citizens of House Amethyst. So she is there. And the idea of it, too, is we, we haven't really even seen in the now Dark Lord Opal. It's just been thrown at you. It's Dark Lord Opal. It's always Dark Lord Opal. It's Dark Lord Opal. And I'm waiting for this twist. We'll see if we get it. But, you know, this idea of Dark Lord Opal, let's go to the kingdoms, the houses, try to get some things. Oh, no. They said, no, let's move on to the next one. She ends up finding a friend in Foss who has an awesome Caterpillar ride named Stan. I like them, but I bet you a lot of people who read this don't even remember Foss's name because she's barely named. And she's gotten less, you know, work done with who she is and what she's about. I mean, she could end up being the twist of she was in on it all along with Lord Dark, Dark Lord Opal, and there wouldn't be a shock because we don't really know her. Well, the last issue, she ends up taking Amethyst to a boat where you ended up meeting, I guess it was her girlfriend, Elba, who was a big, you know, big fan of people from Earth. Oh, man, you, you got Earth stuff. This led to her gems kind of being there. The the whole deal of what her Earth step parents had given her for her birthday it kind of ended up being stuff that helped her in the now, which I thought that was going to be from the first issue. But that all insta- and so when this whole shutdown come back to this and I'm like, what did happen? So I reread both the first and second issues. This one just boom, it just plops down on you and it lays in your lap. And you don't even know what's going on because it really has a bad progression from the second to the third issue. You do get a little background here. And again, I'm an Amy reader fan. I don't know why she makes Amethyst always look surprised, always turning her head with her mouth open. It's such a weird look. It happens a bunch of times and other people do as well. It just it throws me off each time. But. She is now in the court of the Aquamar- Aquamarine, House Aquamarine. And you end up having Queen Aquamarine say, oh, you you know, you ended up attacking me. You end up having Prince Aquamarine mishap. You attack my mother. That, uh, and I'm like, I, I don't, it doesn't play out well. And so the Queen says, okay, well, so you're going to go to fight Dark Lord Opal. This is what I'm getting here. This is what you're telling me. You're going to go fight the biggest bad of Gemworld. You have a girl here that you met a couple days ago that has a caterpillar, and that's it. All right. You can have my son. I I mean, really, does she not like Prince Aquamarine? Because she pretty much should be signing his death warrant because they're going to go off. They're not going to find anybody else. (laughs) We're just going to go. And you never even get this sense of dread. Yeah, you have. You have amethyst. I'm going to get that Dark Lord Opal. Boy, we fought him before. I'm going to get, you fought him before with a lot of people. And you just end up, because of no setup towards this, just the idea that we haven't even seen. And you will get flashbacks of Dark Lord Opal. But anybody reading this for the first time, anybody who hasn't had any sort of amethyst background, any sort of intro into it, you're just giving lip service to this Dark Lord Opal. You really need to show them how much of a bad buddy is, how much of a threat he is, how much danger they're putting themselves into because you're not getting any. You're not getting any inkling. It's just, oh, he's bad. We're going to get him. He has my parents. I'll do whatever it takes. But again, what is really the other motivations here? Foss, even Prince Aquamarine, who doesn't want to go, but his mom's like, no, 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 you're going to go. And it's only so that Amethyst can say, oh, my God, you know what? House Turquoise and Sapphire, they were jerks to me. And and yet I wasn't even nice to you, Aquamarine, and you're going with me. That's all it is. It doesn't seem like anybody's thinking this through. And also when we find out later that she is also putting her son along with a wanted girl. Amethyst is a wanted person in World right now. You find that later. But I would think that Aquamarine, Queen Aquamarine, she would know. And so it just doesn't feel right as a natural progression of what is happening. Now, if you went into, say, Aquamarine, House Aquamarine, and you ended up having the Queen kind of being a jerk. But Prince Aquamarine is a good guy. He seems to feel sorry for, you know, Amethyst and then goes along to prove his mother Something like that may have felt better. This just seems weird because they do go off. And and it's to have fun. And when you had Amy Reader announce that she was going to be on this book, number one, it seemed like she said, yeah, I talked to Brian Michael Bendis. He wanted me to do this. And I said, I don't know anything about Amethyst or Gemworld. And he said, exactly. You got the job. And she did her homework. But she did say when she first got the thing, said, I will do it if I'm allowed to have unicorns and rainbows and sunshine and have all the fun. And this is kind of the scene, it seemed, that she was talking about where you do have the three heroes going around on their rides. You have uh, Prince Aquamarine on a Norwalk. You have Foss on Stan, who, like I said, he is completely awesome. And you have Amethyst on the classic Ipsilos, the flying horse. So, you know, you get to see that. It's fun. It it takes up a little too much time. And then what ends up happening is they go off and fight some things through. They're going to get some teamwork. It's like a montage, but... It's a montage without us knowing these characters that well. So it doesn't play off that well to me. But you then end up, the wackiness comes where, hey, yeah, let's switch rides. Instead of pimping rides, let's switch rides. We could do this, we'll have some fun. And you end up, unfortunately, Prince Aquamarine. He doesn't have his land legs yet, and he doesn't have his riding a caterpillar legs yet, and he ends up throwing up. They all have a giggle, but they can't move on. This is kind of a forced way to make them stay in a position where they are. Now, at one point, you even have Prince Aquarine. Why why did we switch rides? We didn't have to. I'm like, where were you when they were signing up for this fun and games? But yeah, so they're there, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere... It gets to be night, they hear some music, some debt, and they find the band. The band who, I mean, I, I don't want to be, you know, any sort of jerk or whatever, but they they do seem to be gypsies of the whole they're you know, they're merchants that wander around Gem World and they're selling gems, kind of knockoff gems, it seems, and through the story, as we get to the end of this section, you realize that they are hated. They're hated by a lot of people, they're hated by Amethyst you end up finding That but she's there she's trying to keep You know a little undercover without any Sort of disguise and they recognize Her as being at least from The house Amethyst Well while they're doing this and they're In the one shop they're getting some of These gems that may or may not Help later and all of a sudden there's A bang and a a crash And what you do is you go out And you end up seeing That Prince Topaz who we don't Know Ends up showing up here to scatter the band. We don't need you here. We all hate you. Go home. Yeah, yeah. And he ends up seeing Amethyst, who does freak out, ends up with a little bit of powers going on too, which you know, you don't really work out. But you end up with Prince Topaz, how dare you? What are you doing? What's going on? This is you the have worst. My a- and so. He ends up, man, what are you doing, Amethyst? I mean, you hate the band as much as me. You know, Ixnay on the eight hay there. We're in the middle of their village here, Topaz. And so you, you get this weird progression here of a very overlong scene of Prince Topaz saying, well, Amethyst, what's going on? Because you're a wanted woman. You're a wanted girl. Uh, All of, you know, House Amethyst, they're nonsense. They betrayed everyone. They were, you know, they went rogue. And now you're... You know, there is money on your head. I'm not going to do anything because, you know, we go way back. But, you know, so you end up then with Prince Topaz still with the band. You're going to get out of here. You better scatter. Oh, we can't go anywhere. Uh, Garnet, he's not letting us go here. So you end up having amethyst just like. Oh, well, what we can do is They can stay on my land The Amethyst, what you just said amethyst house had gone rogue And she's a wanted woman I would think that maybe somebody has taken over your land But yet, here we go The band can just go And they can, you know, squat there for a while Until things are figured out And people have to be treated well You know, you get this kind of over-the-top deal It's nice enough You know, I like that Amethyst is looking out for them But... No progression, no lead up to this. Hey, uh, Topaz, you want to come with us? No, he's off. And you even have at one point, we had the first two issues of this, you know, scavenger hunt. Let's go to each house. At one point, when you get Aquamarine, the amethyst is just like, "Eh, I'm sick of asking people for help. Let's go. Now, out of nowhere, Aquamarine says, hey, I know a shortcut. We can get there pretty quick. And so they go off on the shortcut. It even says, I mean, the narration inside the garnet shortcut because they want to avoid this garnet easily. He's a jerk. But yeah, so they're going and they just start arguing. Hey, what kind of shortcuts this jerk? Oh, you think I'm a jerk? You're a jerk. Well, you think I'm a jerk as a jerk. You're a jerk of a jerk. You know, they're arguing like, you know, kids do and you you get this going back and forth and it just goes on for two pages until Foss then picks up snow. They, they really haven't gone that far from where they seem to be sleeping, but you know, she has snow throws them because everybody knows snow means, you know, the opal forest, who are fortress. It's like, what? So they end up and it is a shortcut. They're right at the gates. So yeah, this kind of took a turn for the worst. I really thought the progression was down. We really aren't doing anything with these characters at all. At points, Amethyst, she just comes off as a jerk sometimes. And I think that's kind of the point. But it, it's not enough because I, I can't grab on to any of these characters. I'd love to love Foss. I mean, you could tell from me, my favorite character, Stan. <laughs> that's ridiculous. But yeah, there's just nothing to it. And so we're going to go into the, you know, Dark Opal Fortress. Let's see what's going on. And, you know, I'll be there to read it and review it. I gave it a 5.5. Still like the art, even though, like I said, always like turning and with that uh, surprise. Uh, so weird. But, yeah, the story's just not there. It seems as if Amy Reader, after two and a half issues, ran out of anything to tell. And now we're just kind of meandering about. And now we're just, eh, hey, let's just go. To the fortress screw this other stuff We're here hopefully though that With them being there and having the Dark Lord Opal coming up We'll get something better and I'll be back on board but that's That that's the podcast I am Tired as a dog here And yeah, thanks everybody. Just to remind you, we are on Twitter at Weird Science DC. We also have a website, Weird Science DC which I did review both Harley and Amethyst on the site if you're into that reading thing that kids used to do. And also we have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash weird science, where you can get a ton of shows and you know give us a little inspiration and help along the way. And as a last second deal, I mentioned at the beginning, I'm doing more videos on our YouTube channel, and it'd be awesome if everybody listening to this would go over to Weird Science Comics and subscribe and watch some of the videos. There's some parody songs, there's some reviews, there's some news, stuff like that, but check it out, and it'd be awesome if you subscribed. I'd really, really appreciate that. So thanks, everybody, and I'll see you on Sunday when me and Eric will be back with the big show.